Welcome to Adventures in Consciousness with your host, Dr. Carl Simononic. Hello, this is Episode 2, Biophotons, Light, and Holography. In this episode, we're briefly discussing biophotons, some of the special properties of light, and a little about holograms. This will prepare you for understanding further mechanisms of consciousness, as light and its characteristics are where it all begins. As we go along, I'll try to tie some of these topics directly to other podcast episodes, too, so that you can skip around and explore them in more detail as needed. In Episode 1, I introduced you to the concept that consciousness becomes physically enabled in our brains through the interaction of two kinds of light. The first kind of light is biophotons, which are the previously missing key element in understanding the brain that science has overlooked before now. The main thing to understand about biophotons is that they are photons of real light that are given off by all the cells of our own bodies at very low intensities. Science has technically been aware of biophotons for a very long time by being published in the scientific literature, but their obscure knowledge, probably because nobody has figured out what they are doing in the body, so they have been ignored and even most scientists don't know biophotons exist. They were never mentioned in any of the biology and physiology and other courses I took in school. I learned about biophotons almost accidentally from browsing the journal stacks in the medical library at the University of California at Davis. Later, at NASA Ames Research Center in the heart of California's Silicon Valley, I measured biophotons coming out of yeast cells myself because I wanted to be absolutely sure they're real. And they are. You can detect biophotons coming from living cells yourself, if you want, with a good laboratory-grade photon counter. You can't see biophotons, though, because they are emitted at levels too weak for our eyes to detect, like around one or two photons per cell per second. That might sound like a lot if you're talking about a lot of cells, but it really isn't. Very sensitive cameras can detect biophotons coming off a human body, though, looking like a glow. But a brief comment here. It might be tempting for you to jump ahead at this point and imagine biophotons explain some paranormal phenomena like auras. But let's not go there now because it's probably not the case and we're talking about real science here. In later podcasts, we'll go into some woo-woo paranormal things like auras and reincarnation and clairvoyance. And I can teach you how to see auras if you're really interested in doing so. But I'll warn you in advance, auras are not what you probably think they are. So back to biophotons. When I first learned about them, what I was most curious about was, are they somehow biologically functional or are they not? They could be nothing more than random light emissions resulting from high energy physical processes like radioactive decay or free radical excitations from normal metabolism, for example, without having any biological usefulness to them. But we also know that nature doesn't usually waste energy for no value returned, and light emission requires energy. For example, in the case of bioluminescence, seen in some bacteria and more complex organisms like fireflies and even some fishes, significant energy is involved to produce enough light to be visible to our eyes. 
Bioluminescence is not accomplished in the same way as the much weaker biophotons, though, because bioluminescence involves specialized proteins and enzymes to produce, whereas the lower-intensity biophoton emissions come from cell mitochondria, the so-called powerhouses of cells, where the energy in food is converted into energy of certain chemical compounds that our cells use for powering metabolic processes. But the existence of bioluminescence, which we know at least in some cases is for the purpose of communication between different organisms, suggests that biophotons might be used for communication between different cells. Following upon that logic, the first 10 episodes of this podcast are devoted to explaining mechanistically how biophotons link us to the source of consciousness. Please keep in mind that nexus theory is theoretical at this point and remains to be proven, but it describes all the mechanisms known to be in place to explain consciousness once biophotons are taken into account. For example, in episode 7, the extracellular matrix and fiber optic properties of collagen, you'll learn how biophotons can be transmitted between cells through collagen fibers and other fibrous structures of our bodies. Fiber optics are also often referred to as optical waveguides. But first we need to talk a little more about light and some of its special properties. Besides measurable properties like wavelength and frequency, intensity and polarization, light can interact with other light to form wave interference patterns of very high complexity and ability to store and process information in the form of holograms. The science of holography is based on the interaction of light waves causing complex interference patterns which can hold images, which can hold data, which can even contain and execute programming. And there's almost certainly more to be understood about holography that science hasn't discovered yet. Advanced optical computers are already in development to use some of the holographic properties of light. And nexus theory is based on the idea that biophotons get transmitted by wave-guiding structures into the cerebral ventricles of our brains. The fluid-filled ventricles are spaces where biophotons can form complex interference patterns of dynamic holograms, collectively called the nexus, capable of holding and transmitting information in and out of the neural structures of our brains, with the generation and transmission of biophotons operating in synchrony with the neural structures of the brain in a process specific to nexus theory called neurophotic resonance. An important feature about holograms is that unlike ordinary photographs, they store their information across their entire surfaces in the case of holograms recorded on two-dimensional surfaces like photographic film, or throughout their entire volumes, in the case of holograms recorded in three-dimensional media, as in certain crystals. So if you have a two-dimensional hologram recorded on film, for example, you can cut that film in half and the complete image remains recorded on both halves. Cut a film hologram into quarters, eighths, sixteenths, whatever smaller pieces you want, and the whole image remains on all of them 
although some loss of fine detail does occur as you make the pieces significantly smaller. Another key feature of holograms is that because they are formed of wave interactions, they can interact with other holograms and form new holographic patterns resulting from the wave interactions of the first two. That is how the dynamic holograms collectively called the nexus that forms in your own brain from biophotons are able to interact with another kind of holographically organized light outside of our normal frame of reference in what physicists call the zero-point energy to enable consciousness in us. In Episode 9, Zero-Point Energy, the Source of Consciousness and Entanglement, you'll learn how that process of interacting holographic wave interference patterns based on light works to enable consciousness in your brain. There are some other structures and functions in your brain that you need to know about first, explained in intervening episodes for everyone to be able to understand. So for you scientists of various kinds out there listening to this, Please forgive me for using common terms like front and back instead of scientific jargon like anterior and posterior, etc. I'm sure you'll be able to follow along. Thank you for listening to Adventures in Consciousness. This is your host, Carl Simononic, signing out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Adventures in Consciousness. Consciousness.